right. Uh-oh. Well, welcome to WCSM's General Store. And if I've got my, if I'm right, this is the first of March or the first Friday of March, I guess I should say. Can you believe? It's it's unbelievable. Just moving right along, tearing through it. We are. Did you see all the memes? At the end of January that everybody was sharing on social media about January was the longest year of my life. <laughs> like they felt they felt like January was just dragging on. I didn't feel like that. I they must not that. be very old. Do you do? I feel like if I feel like if we didn't have what we have in Indiana to get by oh, yeah. in, in these months, I feel like it would be. Definitely. Mm-hmm. We as basketball crazy as yeah, yeah. as we all are. Yeah. You know, I feel like that really helps us. Yeah. If we didn't have basketball to, to get through. January would be even longer. Things. Yeah. It really would. Yeah. So it'd be tough. I went to Aruba, yeah. so that helped a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we still haven't had a discussion with you about that. <laughs> did we ask him to rub it in at all? I mean, uh, well, did, did we I'm say, hey, saying, Mark, go ahead and rub it, it in. It shortened the month for me a little bit. Yeah. I think. Because nice. that time went too fast. Yeah, nice. but the, the, when you're on vacation, he's, flies, he's bringing a slideshow. Well, he's bringing a slideshow later. I don't yeah. want to see the slideshow. <laughs> I don't want to know. It's not going to stop him from bringing yeah. it. No, that's true. <laughs> I mean, literally, they go somewhere every month, and it's usually, it's always someplace warm, pretty much. We like to go warm in the cold yeah. times of Indiana. Yep, it helps you get through. Gym. And Renata's birthday hits on the 16th, so it gives us something to celebrate. Oh, yeah. yep. Is that why you picked her? Is because you you thought, well, I'll, I'll be able to take. Month. Yeah, I, I, it's a cold <laughs> yeah. weather birthday for my wife, so I'll be able to take her someplace Good warm choice. and enjoy it myself. That's yes. what it came down to. Yeah, yeah I, figured it did. <laughs> I figured it did. Well, we're glad that you're with us on this Friday in March. And uh, before we get going, and we want to get right into stuff, uh, some stuff. We got a great show for you, yeah. I think, planned today, <laughs> but. Um, we want to say hi yeah. uh, to some good old good old boys and good old girls out there. Uh, do we have some more top fans? We really do. That's what Facebook calls them is top fans. And uh, some of them uh, are still right there in the top rankings with us. Do we have so, any bottom fans? I don't know. We need to, <laughs> need to figure that the ones out. ones that just aren't really sure about it. Right, right. Well, let's see here. There's oh. a lot of those. <laughs> Mark Raper. Oh, Mark yeah. Raper's one of the bottom yeah, fans. That's it. so great. Thanks for noticing. No, uh, we'll get to the top fans here today. We'll go with Margaret Haney. Thank you, Mark. Margaret, Mary Jo White, Debbie Taylor, Skip Chambers, Barbara White, Alan Brown, Jane Hanser, uh, Missy Labrash, still on the list there, Missy, Kelly Williams, uh, Bill Goodman, Bill Weaver, and Chris Barnett. There so you thank you, top fans. Thank you. They yeah. are the ones who continuously engage us in social yeah. media. They're the ones who yeah, inter- they interact there. a Very lot. Much. So yeah. if you want to be a top fan, just come on over to the Facebook page and and just interact with us. You yeah. know, there's some yeah. uh, little some questions uh, to get you engaged and get to know yeah. our folks a little bit and see what they're up to and and uh, what kind of things they like and what kind of things they don't like. Yeah, you know. So it's nice to get to know people. That's a, it right is. Here at the general it's been store. a lot of fun. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun for sure. Well, as I said, we've had a, a I think a really great show today. Not not because the guest, special guest today is somebody who's special to me um most of you know <laughs> that's not the reason no not at okay. all okay uh, actually i've with. already talked to him about this over the last few weeks i'm like now don't don't take this to heart but when when we do this i'm not your mom i'm actually interviewing you you're uh-huh. a guest on a show and so I don't think he was upset about that, though. <laughs> he was like, fantastic. Can we just yeah. go with this model all the time? Oh, so, stop. No, no. So, yeah, it's it's uh, mine and Perry's youngest son, Griffin, which you might, if you, if you listen to us on the radio for 
20 years, you <laughs> watched my kids grow up and, and already know uh, all of our kids, really. But uh, if you've been watching the podcast or listening to the podcast here over the past uh, couple months, then you might have caught the um, episode where we I talked a little bit about Griffin is getting his pilot license, already has his private um rating or certification he's actually a, a licensed private pilot but he's continuing his his flight education um and you know as as he comes home uh, because he's going over to cincinnati as he comes home and i get to stand and talk to him well how was your day or tell me about this flight or he'll call me and say here's what i've been doing it's so in- interesting to me not as his mother but as someone who has flown to to realize what they have to go through to learn how to fly a plane. So I thought it would be really fun because I think it's stuff that the normal Joe, the regular old Joe, doesn't understand how they get from here, you know, well, from we're the not ground. That. We're not normal. Anyway, well, <laughs> you're a regular Joe. Joe's. Regular yeah, Joe. yeah, you're a regular, regular Joe. Joe. Yeah. I'll take so, <laughs> so I just thought it would be a really interesting thing. So welcome to the show, Griffin. Glad to be here. Yeah, so. Uh, talk first a little bit about just uh, you know how this journey began for you like what made you want to be a pilot and and um, you know and actually like where you're going to school right now well it kind of started with we'll call him a good friend and a mentor Jason Fagans he um, he's a pilot and he took me and his son and a bunch of other of his son's friends on this kind of career day stuff last year kind of field trips every other Friday and one of the places we went to was kind of this aviation mechanic place that worked on like the big jets and stuff. And um, I thought it was pretty interesting. And I kind of wanted to be a mechanic because I had always taken, I took three years of auto mechanic class in uh, high school. So I kind of thought that would be interesting because I kind of already had a background in it. But um, as time went on, I kind of started thinking, why not just be a pilot? Because that's way cooler, right? (laughs) (laughs) So That's um, a good point. Yeah. And not anything against the mechanics, no, because they are oh, yeah. important. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, yeah. There's no pilots without. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't have a plane to fly, right? But, right. Um, and then April of 2022, we took a trip down to Nashville, Knoxville, Tennessee, to um, Cirrus Aircraft, a manufacturer of small airplanes, and um, took a kind of a tour of their facility. And I thought it was really cool. So I kind of had my mind made up that I wanted to be a pilot and maybe eventually work for them. And then we went to the Oshkosh Air Show last summer Oshkosh Bagosh exactly Mm -hmm. yeah and that was awesome so I kind of made up my mind and um, his daughter Sydney went to Sporty's Academy over in Cincinnati Ohio and she had a great experience and I heard only good things about it so I figured why not try it out and signed up and here you are. Started taking classes in August, and here I am now with a private nice. pilot license. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Sporties is actually a just a private flight academy, but it's also the pilot program for uh, University of Cincinnati. Yeah. So they University of Cincinnati has a uh, pilot program, but they use Sporties to train their students, correct? Right. And there's the Sporties Academy for learning how to fly and stuff, but there's also the Sporties Pilot Shop, which is like Amazon for aviation stuff. Oh, yeah. So they sell everything. It's pretty crazy. And it's all right there in the same <laughs> yeah. same building. Yeah, their warehouse is right there. So you decided to go to school, and, and so, I've, I mean, I've watched you, all the training you've done, and just, they really do a really good job. They've got a lot of videos. So you had to actually start with, like, 
video training before you actually got to the school to start flying, right? So you kind of had a little bit of, you know, they kind of get them to where they have a little bit of knowledge about what they're going to do before they get in the plane. But do you remember your first time actually getting in the plane with your flight instructor and what that was like? Did you, I mean, was it, um, did they, I mean, did they start like, like, okay, it's yours, like immediately? Yeah. But it wasn't. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how it was. <laughs> exactly. But One brave it, instructor, huh? Oh, yeah. I don't know how they do it. I'll be honest. It wasn't that much different for me because I had already flown with Jason. So it wasn't like just completely foreign to me or anything. But um, it was weird because it was, I knew I had him there. My instructor is amazing, Reed. He's awesome. I knew I had him there too. If I didn't know what I was doing, obviously he would take <laughs> over. But um yeah, I kind of already had a basic understanding, so I wasn't very uncomfortable with it. It was nice. the, the crazy thing about flying an airplane is it's easier than driving a car. It's just all the knowledge you have to know. To so, be able to, so flying it itself, actually, the maneuvering of uh, it is easier than a car. 100%. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Really? And 100%. why do you say that? Well, because traffic is the worst part about driving a car, <laughs> right? <laughs> because you have to worry about other people on the road, yeah. not just yourself. And when you're up in the sky, there's other traffic, but there's not a road that you're driving on following somebody and somebody's behind you and somebody's passing you on the left or you're just kind of up there by yourself flying in a straight line. So oh, it's, yeah. It's really simple. You're saying there's fewer crazy people up there. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Sounds like a lot fewer. He was trying to, yeah, a lot, there, a lot fewer. There aren't, there aren't very many Mark Rapers up there. Oh, <laughs> thank, thank goodness for that. So, so when... Is this your kid? Yeah, no, right? Kid, right? So you got to watch him. Oh, He's yeah. kind of fast. Yeah. He'll slip him in on you. Yeah. This is what I live with. So, um, but like, so when you're up there flying, um, so how do they prepare you for that? Like, because you, you kind of did your first landing and takeoff like where you were the one in control of the he was in there with you but you did it yourself that first week like two or three flights in you were landing and taking off like i mean does he talk you through it how do you get that seemed awfully fast to me you know what i mean like absolutely especially yeah. the landing but yeah well the first flight i did the takeoff but he taught me he talked me through it i do yeah. it would have been pretty hard for me to mess it up unless i was just Dumb. An but, idiot. <laughs> an idiot. But Mark Raper. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just keep coming back to that. No, <laughs> no, but yeah, he talked me through it, talked me through everything, how to do anything I could possibly need to know, and it was really pretty simple. And so when when you're learning that first that first um, toward a, pilot, a private license, talk a little bit about like um, the the maneuvers they have you do so that if you find yourself in a bind while you are flying alone at some point um that you're prepared for it like so talk about some of those things so um most people are when they hear about a plane stalling they're like holy crap they're gonna die right but um <laughs> yeah we don't like that the yeah. Yeah. i don't yeah. want the plane to stall while i'm in it no. i don't know about no. the rest no. of you but, yeah. Not but at all. you actually have to be taught how to stall the airplane and recover from it in case you do get yourself in that situation obviously and then there's some more not dangerous ones really like steep turns you have to have like a 45 degree bank angle and so you can do the big old turn or whatever and then there's different kinds of takeoffs and landings the short and soft field takeoffs and those are for, say you're landing on like a grass field, you would do the soft takeoff and landing maneuver instead of just a normal takeoff. 
because if you're say you're landing in a wet field the maneuver for takeoff is you kind of pull back so you're literally doing a wheelie going down the runway so the front nose wheel is off mm-hmm. and then when you lift off at a lower airspeed and you just kind of coast along the ground to build up that speed and then you climb out mm-hmm. and then kind of the opposite for um landing but kind of the same you come in at a faster airspeed and you when you land you keep pulling the nose back so that the wheel stays off the ground for as long as possible oh, so it doesn't get stuck in the mud or something and then short fields for when you're landing on a super short runway or whatever and you line up and you hold the brakes and you do full power and you kind of let the engine rev up and then you let go of the brakes and so is that kind of like you're smoking the tires yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no not really oh but. no it's okay <laughs> i was gonna say i don't like that either okay so that's where you you don't have very much runway to take off so uh-huh. you've got to build the the speed up really before the plane's moving kind of the, the engine well, speed? Yeah, you, well, you just have to, because normal takeoff, you just kind of roll onto the runway and then add full power and start slowly rolling. But if you stop and have the full power already set and then take off, the airplane gets up to speed faster. Mm-hmm. And with both the soft field and short field takeoff, you have 10 degrees of flaps in. Flaps increase the lift of the airplane so it can lift off the ground easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Wow. And, yes, then, and the short field take, uh, the short field landing is really fun because um, <laughs> you, how you, you kind of act like well in training you in real life you have an, like an obstacle to clear but you kind of get down to just right above the obstacle and then you kind of level off instead of just constantly descending down and then um once you are clear of the obstacle you pull the power and call it chopping and dropping it and you pull <laughs> the power and you drop and then you're like rounding out to land while you're like not even on the runway you're in the grass and you're like a foot above the runway getting ready to land and then once you touch down you're you're there and wow. so you touch down a lot um, sooner than you would on just a normal landing so those are all super fun so yeah it's just really interesting that i mean these pilots have been trained in all of this just in case anything or like you might get diverted from where you're supposed to land to some another um airport where the there is a shorter you know, runway or whatever, they're prepared for all of that because they prepare them from the very, very beginning of, of flight school. And it's something they do, and it's repetition is very important, is they do it over and over and over again. So uh, yeah. it's it's, it's so fun. Amazing, so we right? got some more fun stories that yeah. I'm going to have you tell. Uh, and, and we've got a prop here, too, to, to kind of explain it for you. And we'll talk more about that coming up on the general store after this. insurance agent Christine Flynn put her experience to work for you. Christine Flynn proudly serves Monroe, Lawrence, and Greene County families and businesses and is ready to review your existing policies or provide a no-obligation quote today. Call Christine Flynn at 812-822-2905 to get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's Christine Flynn at 812-822-2905. 
We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Technology has become more complicated and is becoming more cost prohibitive to hire the in-house talent that you need to keep your business secure and running smoothly. The AME Group can help. Outsourcing the management of your business technology gives you access to a broad range of technical expertise for less than hiring directly. AME offers managed IT services including proactive monitoring, preventative maintenance, software management, device management, and 24-7 network support to keep your technology consistent and reliable. The AME Group has been servicing the local area for over 35 years. Give Orion a call at 812-320-0389 for a free on-site assessment for your business today. Welcome back to the General Store. We um, are here on this first Friday in March and glad that you're with us. And we have uh, our first guest which has been kind of fun. It's um, Griffin Bruce, who is a, a current student at um, Sporties. Is it Sporties Flight Academy or just Sporties Academy? Just Sporties Academy. Sporties Academy in um, Cincinnati, in the Cincinnati area. I think it's probably considered Cincinnati, but it's at the Claremont County um, Airport. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so we we just came back from our break, and so Griffin was talking a little bit about uh, that first, the the really the first uh, things you learn to to get basically your private private license. And can you talk just real quick um, about the different ratings? So you've got your private, and that just means you can fly yourself in a plane, right? I mean, you can't fly, or you can fly friends and stuff too, but there can be no money involved, no cash exchange, no financial gain. Is that the difference between a private and a commercial? Right, and the, they name the ratings kind of confusingly because when people think about private flight, they think of like a private jet and like business flight like that. But private just means you can fly a single a single engine land airplane for, with passengers, but not for money, for compensation or hire. So if I were, well, the regulation is that you have to pay your pro rata share. So you have to, if me and my friend go for a flight, I have to at least pay for half of the expenses of the flight. If he wants to pay for the rest, he can, but I have to at least pay half. Wow. That's keep a thumb on. Yeah. So, so what that means is that because, and because I'm assuming because you're benefiting, it may not be financial gain for you, but it's a, a gain regardless because you're getting hours to go toward your commercial rating is that what they consider that to be is like a is still a gain for you because you're getting the benefit of the hours or the flight time i'm not totally sure so maybe yeah. so so what i'm hearing from you is maybe that it's they want them to get their hours because they want to get their hours and they want to train not because they want to get paid or have any any gain getting their hours is well that, because when explain that, the, like the commercial close? rating as far as yeah, what is so, commercial rating yeah so commercial rating once again, when people think of commercial, they think of big like Southwest or Delta right. planes. But all commercial means is that you can fly passengers for compensation or higher. So, and I think going back to your question about um, why don't they let private pilots do it? Because um, I think that they see it as more of a responsibility. Because if if you're just 
you and your buddy are going flying and you have a commercial license and he can pay you, he's not going to because it's just your buddy. But if you have your commercial license, you're most likely going to be doing it for a job, not just for fun. So I think that's probably why they have that different yeah, so, differentiate. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's. I mean, and how many hours? So there's no set amount of hours for a private license. It's just however long it takes you to get it. Uh, the minimum hour requirement is forty. Oh, okay. And so then, um, then you there are other ones like instrument. Are, are there specific, are there um, required hours for those, or is that just however long it takes you to learn it? Yeah, there's a, there's an hour requirement for each rating. Oh, there so, is. Yeah, and most people don't even know what instrument rating is. Instrument rating basically means that you can fly in weather conditions less than visual. So you can fly through clouds or in fog, dense fog. Yeah. Right, yeah. I don't like that. It's like that. I'm against that too. I'm against it. <laughs> Put me down. I'm against it. I can't see where I am. <laughs> well, so, well, but you want your pilot to know. Yeah. So that's the whole thing is you can right. still, yes. you can oh still, gosh. like where we couldn't drive a car no. through dense fog without being able to see but these pilots can right. because you're you can instruments. read the instrument and the airplane knows where it is yeah so kind of it's really weird because learning how to fly an instrument is pretty much the same as private but you're learning it in a whole different way you're learning it without being able to see outside so you have to rely on all the instruments and you can't you have to basically shut your brain and your body off because you can't listen to your brain because your, if your body feels like it's slightly turning to the left, you might be going straight down towards the ground and you wouldn't even know it. Yeah. So, that's yeah, just the strangest that, that's thing. That's the part I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there. Too. Yeah. Right there. What you just said, I don't like that. So, okay. So, so this is Not where we, direction. this is where we have the props. So what they do is they train these, these pilots to, to only be able to see, they can't see outside the plane. So put those on. We'll let, we'll let each of you put these on. They're called, that's what are they called? They're called foggles. Foggles. I know. I think Kurt's good enough a demonstrator here. That, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So you're. So you can only see yeah. down. So that basically that's so you can't see out the plane, right? Wow. Yeah. So you can't see outside. So you're simu you're basically simulating flying through a cloud or fog or somewhere where you can't okay. see outside. Very nice. So the only thing you can see is uh, down at your instruments. Okay. No. Oh, no, you no. you guys have glasses on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so basically, it just it diverts your attention where you all you can see is your instruments. Right. So you have to solely rely on yeah. those. So we used to have glasses like that, similar. That's right. Basketball. You know what I was going to yeah, talk yeah. about. Oh, you yeah. can't look. They wouldn't let us look down. I've worn those. Yeah. Before. You know yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. I've worn those. And before. then yeah. another, we had the DUI glasses. <laughs> yeah. DUI goggles. Oh, you guys did. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 So we does did. it make your it's, it, it just depends on on how what your percentage is your your BAC. Mm -hmm. it could you put different it. goggles yeah. on and yeah, mm -hmm. we'd give we give them they had to drive a golf car for us. And yeah, that's hysterical. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. <laughs> they had to sign a waiver. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. so, but it, it, it is a great trading mechanism. It really is. it is yeah. no question. Yep. So it's so crazy. So so um, and and you touched on that just a minute ago. But pilots have to be meteoro meteorologists too. Really, you have to really know what not only what the weather is before you go fly and make your flight plan but you have to know what the weather means and what it means to your aircraft is is that fair to say yeah that and you have to know what it's going to do or have right. at least an idea because if you're not a weather nerd you're not going to be a good pilot yeah. <laughs> because are you a weather nerd I'm getting there. Okay. I'm becoming a weatherner. <laughs> but um, I hope you're better than some of our weathermen locally. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll keep them out of the yeah, air. I'm not yeah. saying any names. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Some of the predictions aren't great. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right. but um, there's these things called METARs, which are current weather observations, and they have it in like this really weird-looking code, and you got to decode it and know what everyone's, everything's meaning, like what the temperature is, what the temperature and dew point spread is, where the cloud ceiling's at what yeah, the wind direction is. Yeah, exactly. You lost me. I mean, it's just crazy what the, the knowledge. That's why I wanted to have him on. I just don't yeah. think people realize the depth of knowledge that these pilots have to gain, not just to even fly, fly private for themselves, but especially when they're, what's it called? A liner or something? Airliner? What's it called? With you always say people get it get it wrong when, when it's like you just, just did. commercial. Yeah, like, <laughs> but like freight liners or... Um, an airliner? An airliner, yeah. Like, there's a difference between commercial and airliner. An airliner is where they're carrying passengers, but it, yeah, it's it's commercial. The commercial rating is what gives you the ability to fly with passengers, but ATP is airline transport. That's it, and that allows you to fly airline transport. So, is transport. that like FedEx and UPS, something like that? FedEx, non, UPS, non-passengers, also. just cargo. And passengers. Yeah, anything. Oh, you you're transporting that. anything. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. So, like Southwest Delta. Okay, I got you. Yeah. That's what he just keeps correcting me at home when I'm like, get, get, get your commercial license. He goes, well, there's a it's, there's commercial right. or there's AT, yeah, whatever. So, you're right, Mom. I'm trying to I'm trying to learn all this, but learn the there's, lingo. Just, there's just so much. Yeah. So, um, real quick, talk about um, the other day when you were doing your stage check one for instrument rating and you were up. So when they do is when they're when they're testing them on their knowledge as they go through these, they don't go up with their normal um, instructor. instructor. They mm-hmm. they make them go with somebody else to see if you know they learned. Mm-hmm. And so t- tell what uh, was it Drew? Uh, I can't remember who you went up with, but how he uh, had you go. Okay, close your eyes, and then yeah, okay, so go what, down. Go whatever. So one of the maneuvers for instrument training is called unusual attitudes, and you'll have your foggles <laughs> on, and you'll. Your instructor will tell you to look down and close your eyes, and the instructor will take control of the plane and do a bunch of crazy stuff like fly it in a, like a complete maniac. And obviously, you can't see anything, and your body's telling you what's happening. And when you look up, you have to recover the plane in whatever attitude it's in. So if it's pointed straight down, you got to get it back to straight and level and all that stuff. So yeah, I wouldn't seat. like that either. That's the no. most. That's I'm against that too. Part. I just yeah. <laughs> yeah Griffin so loved it. Oh, I bet it's awesome. It's so fun. But um, so when you came to, so to speak, right? Well, this, what was going on? This one was different because I've done unusual attitudes plenty of times before. Because in private, you have to have three hours of instrument training to get your private license, and obviously, I'd been doing it through my instrument training in stage one. But this one was different because the um, the guy I was doing my stage check with said. He did two unusual attitudes where he took control of the plane, and he said, okay, this time I want you to put your head down, close your eyes, but I want you to fly the plane. And so he was telling me what to do. And <laughs> he was what? like, this Wait, is so cool. Listen that. to this. Repeat that. Close your eyes and fly the plane? Yeah, he said, close your eyes and fly the plane. So he said, okay, turn to the left. So I just entered a normal turn to the left. And I, I'm sitting there thinking I'm totally fine. I'm not doing anything crazy. And then he goes, okay, level back out. Then he goes, okay, turn to the left again. And then he get, he says, recover, and I look up, and I'm pointed almost straight down at the ground, still in a turn to the left whenever he told me to level out. Because your body can't really... I would yeah. have an unusual attitude after I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> My instructor would not like it. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, it's, wow. 
you got to really rely on the instruments. <laughs> yeah. to, but the, you know that just simulates if you're going through a storm or like clouds and you do get or if, if it's nighttime because yeah, this is all part of nighttime training too isn't it or like no nighttime oh. you can vfr is visual flight rules so all of private pilot training basically you can fly at night during under vfr conditions. okay night doesn't really have anything to do with, with it it's just kind of different yeah but um yeah it's, but they have to do this to to know how to you know oh. uh like he said, recover the plane if right, if right. you lose your senses. Right. It's important, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Think it's important. It, it is possible to get disoriented very easily, I guess. Oh, right? yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Which would lead me to. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Okay. No. So. Yes, please do. No, can I, I want can you I, guys can I, can to ask. Can we vote? <laughs> I vote no. So, <laughs> so if you're up there, and I know this is probably only in the movies, right? And yeah. and you're, you're, you're going to ask me a Top Gun question. Your systems go out. All your oh no, the dashboard. Yeah. In the movies, so it's you gone. don't have instruments. Yeah, you have nothing. Are you trained? You lose all power. That's what you're saying. Are, are you trained to to take over the to take? You I mean, to get us back. I mean, yeah. we're in the clouds. Yeah, yeah. you can because I mean, Mark and I have yeah. no idea where we are. We're in the clouds. So yeah, talk about right? they, you're, yeah, you know, that's, is, that's another one of the big things they focus on training is emergencies in uh, private pilot training. It's mostly like engine failures, right, and that kind of stuff, and the procedure for that. But um, in instrument training, we do stuff called partial panel. So he'll shut off or block one of my instruments, and I have to fly the plane without that instrument. So there's kind of the six-pack of instruments. There's the attitude indicator, which is kind of the main one. And then the planes they have over there, it's an electronic screen. tells you your pitch information. It has an altitude little tape on there with vertical speed on it, so how fast you're ascending or descending, and your airspeed. So that's kind of your main one. And then below that is also electronic in their planes, not in everyone. It's the heading indicator, a compass, but without the compass issues and then there's the tachometer the vertical speed indicator the altimeter all this steam gauge normal engine or normal instruments and so he'll like shut off my attitude indicator and so i'll have to rely on my vertical speed indicator and my altimeter and my airspeed indicator to make sure i'm actually still straight and level in flight and i'm not but if you lose all of those what do you do well the steam gauge engines don't oh okay usually go out but um like there's um backups kind of so there's the pedostatic system which is airspeed altimeter and vsi which kurt understood all of that yeah every bit of it yeah Yeah. (laughs) it feels like i'm talking about rocket science right (laughs) (laughs) might as well be greek really but but the reason i asked that question is i i saw a video and maybe i saw it too um of uh, and it's not a video of it happening but it's a it's a uh audio of, Mm. of a pilot who probably wasn't supposed to be by themselves. Oh yeah. So so and he was flying into an area where there was a heavily wooded or it was mountainous, whatever it was, and literally freaking out oh. uh, to the to the dispatcher, whoever was talking to him on the ground, and she kept asking him the same question: "Are you something trained?" Which basically she meant, "Are you trained to to do it without the instrumentation?" And she kept asking him, and he kept freaking out, and finally said no. That's that's why I asked that mm. question. I hate to bring up you, doom and gloom here, but no, but they you know. they train you how to use just a good old compass, don't they? Yeah, the magnetic compass is mm. the the last resort. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. yeah, and I don't want to what if all all day. You know, what if the yeah. sun's not shining? What if the, yeah. you know all this stuff? But yeah. but it's you know what I'm, I'm hearing that we're going to be okay, right? <laughs> if that stuff maybe. goes out, <laughs> a strong maybe. I'll take maybe. When strong. I'm up there, I'll take maybe. I'll take strong maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, and I will say this. I hate flying and I always have, but 
learning through him how safe these really are has been a real blessing to me because I'm just so afraid of flying. And they've, I've always heard it's safer to fly than it is, you know. But real quick before we go, um, I want you to talk a little bit because this is a cute little story. When you sign off or when you're when you're leaving, you and you know, there's supposed to be some kind of protocol about your sign off, right? Or kind of, not really, but. Um though sporties has the practice area and whenever me and my instructor are in the practice area usually the instructors will once you get to a certain point you're leaving the practice area and you're switching back over to the airport frequency and um he's instilled some bad habits in me because <laughs> every time every that's time, what moms want to know <laughs> yeah every time um he we get out of the practice area he'll they usually just say last call or like see you later or whatever and he'll say last call see ya <laughs> or something just like just something stupid and so i've kind of picked up that habit from him and but it's funny now because a lot of them do it and so and they know nice. it's read or and read it's, student yeah. it's funny because um whenever one person does it everybody starts chiming in and everybody's like see ya see ya see ya and it's pretty it's pretty funny. kind of like hey bud yes we do our hey buds yeah everybody doing uh, hey and i'll be honest with you the the aviation uh, community and a sporties especially is so fantastic and we're i'm, I'm gonna ask mike if maybe he could flash up the sporties um logo or phone number or whatever in case there's other young kids that have a dream yeah. of learning yeah. to fly but aviation community is fantastic isn't yep. it yeah is there an age do they take all ages yeah i was curious if that if it's just for younger people or well, there's older. a kid at there's a kid at sporties that's i think like 13 or 14 oh, okay and he's learning how to fly and there's also i've seen plenty of people your guys is there, so. you can say old it's okay you old i've seen plenty of old people that's there. Right. with gray hair yeah. really yeah exactly uh, that's why I was, I was curious if it's just for students or or if it was for adults also yeah, that's for everybody, everybody yeah that's interesting yeah okay well i know we're, we're dragging on here but real quick what's your end goal you you plan to um go through get commercial and then do you want to be an instructor or what what's your what's your end goal yeah, wrap this up for us get all my ratings and certifications and stuff and then um hopefully be a instructor here in bloomington for a while and build up those hours and then hopefully on to the airlines and either transporting people or cargo whatever or your mom you can just fly me around yeah i think she's scared of planes so no i don't no i don't think i can afford him we wish you the very best absolutely absolutely thank you so much for joining us yeah Yeah. thanks for sharing just really proud of you and uh, it's been fun to watch for sure so well thank you for indulging me and i think it's been fun to to hear how they really do train these pilots yeah Yeah, absolutely it's a great it's a great career for sure so, all right. Well, if it's the Lord's will, we'll be back in here next Friday to have you uh, bring you another edition of WCSM's General Store from the 70 Times 7 studio. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.